Section 51 of The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 11. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lisa Stump. Visit my website at lisastumpbooks.com. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 11 by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. The 25th Night of the Month. When the evening eved, the king summoned his wazir and bade him tell the tale. So he said, "'Tis well. Hear, O king, the tale of the ugly man and his beautiful wife." There was once a man of the Arabs who had a number of children, and amongst them a boy. Never was seen a fairer than he of favor, nor a more complete in comeliness. No, nor a more perfect of prudence." When he came to man's estate, his father married him to his first cousin, the daughter of one of his paternal uncles, and she excelled not in beauty, neither was she laudable for qualities, wherefore she pleased not the youth, but he bore with her for the sake of kinship. One day he fared forth in quest of certain camels of his, which had strayed and hide him on all his day and night till eventide, when he was fain to seek hospitality in an Arab camp. So he alighted at one of the tents of the tribesmen, and there came forth to him a man short of stature and foul of favor, who saluted him with the salam, and, lodging him in a corner of the tent, sat entertaining him with chat, the cheeriest that might be. When his food was dressed, the Arab's wife brought it to the guest, and he looked at the mistress of the tent and saw a semblance then which no seemlier might be. Indeed, her beauty and loveliness, her symmetry and perfect grace amazed him, and he was struck with astonishment, gazing now at her and then at her mate. When his looking grew long, the man said to him, Ho, thou son of the worthy, busy thyself with thine own business, for by me and this woman hangeth a wondrous tale, which is even better than that thou seest of her beauty, and I will tell it to thee when we have made a finish of our food. So, when they had ended eating and drinking, the young man asked the host for the story, and he said, Know that in my youth I was the same as thou seest me in the matter of loathliness and foul favor, and I had brethren of the fairest of the folk. Wherefore my father preferred them over me, and used to show them kindness to my exclusion, and made me serve in their stead, like as a master employeth slaves. One day a dromedary of his strayed from the herd of camels, and he said to me, Go forth in quest of her, and return not but with her. I replied, Send other than I of thy sons. But he would not consent to this, and scolded me, and insisted upon me, till the matter came to such a pass with him that he took a thong whip and fell to beating me. So I arose, and, saddling a riding camel, mounted her and sallied forth at random, purposing to go out into the wolds and the wilds, and return to him nevermore. I fared on all my night and the next day, and coming at eventide to the encampment of this my wife's people, alighted down with and became the guest of her father, who was a sheik well stricken in years. Now, when it was the noon of night, I arose and went forth the tent at a call of nature, and none knew of my case save this woman. The dogs followed me as a suspected stranger and ceased not worrying me, till I fell on my back into a pit, wherein was water, a deep hollow, and a steep and a dog of those dogs fell in with me. The woman, who was then a girl in the bloom of youth, full of strength and spirit, was moved to ruth on me, for the calamity whereinto I was fallen, and coming to me with a rope, said to me, Catch hold of the rope! So I hent it and clung to it, and she hailed me up. But when I was halfway up, I pulled her down, and she fell with me into the pit. And there we abode three days, she and I and the hound. 
When her people arose in the morning and did not see her, they sought her in the camp, but finding her not and missing me also, never doubted but she had fled with me. Now she had four brothers, as they were saker hawks, and they took horse and dispersed in search of us. When the day yellowed on the fourth dawn, the dog began to bark, and the other hounds answered him, and coming to the mouth of the pit, stood howling to him. My wife's father, hearing the howling of the hounds, came up and standing at the brink of the hollow, looked in and beheld a marvel. Now he was a brave man and a sensible, an elder experienced in affairs, so he fetched a cord and, bringing forth the three, questioned us twain of our case. I told him all that had betided, and he fell pondering the affair. Presently her brothers returned, whereupon the old man acquainted them with the whole case and said to them, O my sons, know that your sister intended not aught but good, and if ye kill this man, ye will earn abiding shame, and ye will wrong him, and wrong your own souls, and eke your sister. For indeed there appeareth no cause such as calleth for killing, and it may not be denied that this accident is a thing whose like may well occur, and that he may easily have been the victim of such like chance." Then he addressed me and questioned me of my lineage, so I set forth to him my genealogy, and he, exclaiming, A man of her match, honorable, understanding, offered me his daughter in wedlock. I consented to this in marrying her, took up my abode with him, and Allah hath opened on me the gates of weal and wealth, so that I am become the richest in monies of the tribesmen, and the Almighty hath established me in that which he hath given me of his bounties. The young man marveled at his tale and lay the night with him. And when he arose in the morning, he found his estrays. So he took them, and returning to his folk, acquainted them with what he had seen and all that had befallen him. Nor, continued the wazir, is this stranger or rarer than the story of the king who lost kingdom and wealth and wife and children, and Allah restored them to him and requited him with a realm more magnificent than that which he had forfeited, and better and finer and greater of wealth and degree." The minister's story pleased the king, and he bade him depart to his abode. End of section 51. Recording by Lisa Stump. Visit my website at lisastumpbooks.com.